Be like, click yeah. here to enter. Warning. Or like, cat lovers only, click here. But I'm not even worried about a skeleton. Like a I skeleton. think you should be worried about skeletons. But the virus could, in fact, help preserve them more, longer. No, that's that's impossible. When did you become a ninja where you can just climb anything? Maybe I would try to launch a couple chairs at the tiger. <laughs> Let's say that there's a lot. Look, I, I mean, look, I'm not going to say that I'm a great writer here, but look. You don't see me going up into the Himalayan mountains and trying to pretend I'm a yeti, man. That's just not going to happen. And that's probably a wrong fact, but I think that's true. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm having a blast watching the show. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm totally into it. I like, I like everything that's going on about it. There's a shift. I think this season that I'm kind of like digging. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree too. It's a little bit more. Um, I mean, we're starting. I think they have the time to start to dig into different people's personalities a bit. Um, it's not just total cop drama, which was a little bit of last season. You know what yeah. I mean? So. Yeah. For me, that I I'm liking it. I'm it's, I'm digging it. Yeah. So I mean, we're gonna try to do two episodes today. Yeah, I'm gonna keep my eye on the time. Okay. Um. I mean, okay. So let, let's just. I mean, I guess we could just kind of mix and match a little bit here. But like, what I'm liking the first, we start off. You know, we start off with the waterfall. We know the waterfall. Mm-hmm is important in this thing showing kind of just the you know the the power of the water but like the idea that there's um this kind of uncontrollable kind of like force right it keeps and moving. you're just going you're just yeah. going with it yeah right um and it, it's powerful and then you know after that we have that nice kind of stream that happens but in any case we start with the waterfall and we go in and we see that albert and cooper are having a conversation yeah and what I like about Albert's character so far in like all his scenes, he is like this reality guy. That's yes. like, hold that's on. A, let's uh, we got to come back to. Rea- I think yeah. he even said something like that at some point yeah. where he's like, hold on. You know, I'm living in reality here. I don't know what all you were doing with your right. Tibetan stuff and your whatever, but I'm living in a, in a reality and, well, and there's stuff that happened that's serious that we need to figure out well that's that's what that's what i kind of forgive him of a lot i can really forgive him a lot because he is coming into a situation like we said yesterday or last time he's coming into a situation where it's hey i've got a a girl who is dead laura palmer another one in a coma they're related to another murder that we have so there's a there's a serial killer on the loose that we're looking for putting resources for and guess what now all the suspects are dead and i have an fbi agent who has been uh, shot at and like that's a big deal like this is all yeah. a big deal and you guys are talking about tibet like come on now you know what i mean like you guys are worried about a bird who's singing or talking like that's what you're concerned about like he's really kind of let's stay on task this is a serious thing we've got serious things to talk about and he tries to keep everybody focused and so i give him a lot of slack for that and and yeah he you know he's the guy who's sending things to the lab 
not yes. the dream world to get analyzed, right? right like right, right. his analysis is something else. And and by I the like way, that. he's good. He's good at what he does. Just like just like Cooper. he's the best. Yeah, that's yeah. why Cooper wants him. He is the best. Yeah. yeah. So now, we do learn something very important here that Cooper had a partner at one time. Yeah. That Cooper, that part, excuse me, that partner went uh, crazy. Yeah. And now he's missing. Yeah. He, w- and he this was concerned it, Cooper a little bit. It, I it's kind of the first time that I really saw Cooper concerned, even when Cooper was shot, laying on his back, dying. He didn't seem as concerned as he did when he finds out his partner is no longer in the institution that was housing him. Right. So that's a big deal. And of course, it just adds a layer you know what I mean? That's what's so great about this show. I mean, it's just like it's there's just more. There's always more. Yeah, and speaking of more, there's a barber a barbershop quartet. Sure the there is. Sure there is. Yeah, of course there and is. And they're like singing and smoking. The yeah. amount of smoking that has like increased, like I guess last time I noticed the smoking, but not people smoking as much. Yeah. I, I feel like in the couple episodes that I've watched here, two and three. Uh, in the first episode, the, like everybody has, everybody is smoking constantly, constantly smoking. I cannot tell if this is just a '90s thing or if this is some sort of David Lynch that, thing. That's the thing too. Like I, we are so far removed. I think at this point in 2020, where like people, I mean, people smoke, but when pe- when you see somebody smoking, you're like, what the heck is that person doing? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it's so funny because I was. I saw this article and it was like um, the past 50 years in men's suiting. So I was interested in it only because I ha- I wear suits to work and I'm like, oh, I wonder what this will be. And they start at the 80s. And I'm like, why are they starting at the 80s? They said it was like 50 years of men's suiting and they're right. starting at the 80s. And I'm like, oh, 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 I know why they're starting at the 80s. Like it, made, yeah. it like almost made no sense to me. Like really it was the 70s, but like still it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe so, yeah, in the 90s, it doesn't seem like it was a long time ago, but there's a lot of stuff that has happened within that period of time. Definitely. Um, there's actually, we it was just graduation, and um, that we had a graduation speaker who, who graduated the, the school in 1991, and he his part of it, it was funny, and part of his speech was like thinking about all the things in 1991 that the school prepared him for, right? Right. And he talked about, hey, like, listen, um, the teachers told us, like, you can't take calculators out on your test because in the real world, you're not going to have a device that you can have with you all the time. That's right, going to be able right. to give you these answers. Right. So like like all the things, all the things are different, like yeah. all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, what? that gets into. Uh, but but you know what, what? What stays the same is, I think, how humans react to things. You know what I mean? Like. The human mind is still the same. You can look at all these devices, and that's what like that's where Twin Peaks really shines. Like Twin Peaks isn't worried. Like you can't necessarily tell what year it is in Twin Peaks. We've talked about this already. And Twin Peaks, like the technology, any of that stuff, that's not what Cooper is involved. Like interested in Cooper is really trying to get at the heart. He's using dreams. He's using the spirit world. I guess we're not sure what the giant is. Maybe spirit world. Maybe aliens. Right. But like there are other things involved, and 
that's why I think I'm having such fun with this because I'm not being taken back into 1990 when I watched this show, except for maybe the smoking part and the telephones. But I, what what really is is like there's a lot of what's going on is still grounded in the human condition, um, right? And this dreamlike, like a like I don't know atmosphere, which is yeah. Cool. And let's and let's not forget that because like that's a huge part of this show is like the human condition and the different ways that that can like be pro- like be produced by somebody like there's right. lots of different ways and so like we go from this scene into the um into the you know into the meals on wheels oh people. wow the meals on wheels thing and that I starts mean- <laughs> us off right away right we go into a house and we see a woman in a bed. She's clearly bedridden because she's yeah. not like in her bed. Seems to take over the whole thing. But there's also a, a small child there with him, a boy. Yeah, I mean, but and dressed dressed in like a suit. I mean, suit. we just talked about suits. Yeah, yeah, tux probably. Yeah, I think, I think it it's tux. tux. Yeah, yeah. And um, so the Meals on Wheels. So just backstory. Just so Donna is doing the Meals on Wheels. Donna's doing the Meals on and Wheels because that's she got a note that said Meals on Look into Meals on Wheels or Meals on right. Wheels or something, right? And right. so she got a note. Now she's doing that. And again, Donna is a character who is trying to try on Laura's and we get more a sense of this in her. Like Laura yeah. is really kind of she's almost lost without Laura uh Laura excuse me. Donna is almost lost without Laura. Right. She's she's looking for that missing piece that Laura provided yeah. from her and she's trying that on. She always yeah. wanted to kind of try that stuff on. Laura did things that she just couldn't kind of do. Um, yeah. And now she's missing that. Yeah. I, I And yeah. I, yeah. And so so she's doing the Meals on Wheels program and. I am like episode two, I think, really went in hard. Because she comes in and we have this, and it's again creepy. I told you about this creepy stuff. She's in. She's she's delivering the cream, the the uh, the meal to the woman. There's a right. There's a young man, no, a boy, a boy, boy sitting a boy. there. He, she says it's her grandson. Grandson sitting there, and she opens up the now, now getting hazy because I've seen saw this a while ago, but. She opens up the meals on wheels, and it's of course food that does not look appetizing. But there's well, cream corn. Oh, go okay, ahead. Okay, so so it, the the food it doesn't necessarily look appetizing, but it is not the hospital food. As a matter of fact, she says she says in particular yeah, right. they used to feed me the hospital food. Yeah. Now at least this is a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but in any case, yeah. The, it's she the said no. Corn. She said no cream corn. They messed she up. She did her say order. that. They, they yeah. messed up her order, and she's kind of upset about the cream corn. But not to worry, because her grandson... I, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I was so involved in this, I didn't even write anything down. Because the grandson apparently has a, then starts to have a conversation with Donna. I have no idea what he says, because I was so... In, just, like, watching he the doesn't scene. Ha- he doesn't back. have a huge conversation with him. He, he ends up holding the cream corn in his hands... Right, that's right. The woman, right. so the woman says, "Miss, uh, what the heck is her last name?" Or uh, Tre- Tremont says, "Like, listen, um, do you see cream corn on here?" And Donna goes, "Yeah, I see cream." She says, "I asked him not to do cream corn." She's yeah. like, "Do you see cream corn on here?" And she looks down. She's like, "No, I don't see." It. And we see the plate. Cream corn is gone. Yeah, yeah. 
And then we see the grandson who's holding the cream corn in his hands. And she's like, oh, my grandson's just studying magic here. And he's like holding it. And then it disappears. Like, I don't know where the cream corn goes. It's magic. After, well, it is magic. It's magic. I mean, the grandson, the grandson is studying the magic. And he goes like, sometimes things can happen just like that. And he snaps his fingers. Um, I, Which is like, okay, she's... Yeah, yeah. Some things, sometimes uh, things can just happen just like that. So I'm watching this scene, and it's one of these scenes where I'm like, I'm not sure if this actually means anything, or it's just something that was crazy that David Lynch wanted to put in. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm at sometimes with Twin. Listen, Peaks. what have I said about just? Oh, I just want to put this in. That doesn't right. happen. It means something. It is something. Now she, now Laura here asks about. He asks. Uh, she not Laura. Donna asks about like, hey, uh, do you know Laura? Right. And she yeah. goes like Mr. Smith. Like that's how they get on to Mr. Smith. Like there is a vehicle to get to Mr. Smith. Mr. Right. Smith next door knows Laura. You should ask him. But we don't know her. But there's a look between the grandson and her that say to me, yeah, we do. We're not saying the whole truth. Like there's yeah. a truth here that we're not really speaking about. Yeah. And I think they do. I think they do know Laura. I think everybody knows Lara. I don't think there's a single person that doesn't know Lara. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think there's a single person that doesn't, besides the kids, apparently, it seems that everybody knows Lara was two people. I mean, I say two people, but you know what I'm talking about. There's I th- two well, sides. Even, I mean, even the Sco- I think even the Scooby gang knows that yeah. Lara was two people. And I, th- and I think that's the, you know, that's like in the very beginning, uh, the first season, that's the hidden kind of thing that everybody doesn't want to talk about. Right. Bobby says it at the funeral. Like right. we all know. Right. The thing is, I think they're trying to me. This is like an exploration of like, okay, was Laura, did Laura have two things always going on? Like this kind of like duality of like always something fighting for her that she could never fulfill. It's always like this emptiness black hole that she's trying to dump things in, yeah. right? Until it kind of like overtook her. Did that happen before or after she met all of these people? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, did she, was she like a good good kid that was like, oh, and then she started doing these things. I guess we know that she was like started doing these things because she felt like a black hole. But did these people help her or did they help the the side that was, you know, the the emptiness side is what I'm looking at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all these characters yeah. are contributing to. And was it Laura influencing them or was it them influencing Laura? What was the relationship? That's what I find is interesting. I think. I think that Laura, Laura was really, you know, I I think that she was the catalyst for almost for a lot of what was going on. You know what I mean? Like a lot of her. I mean, she was she was she kind of brought anything bad that was going on. She was like in a speaker. She, like she amplified it. Well, she was you know a, magnet. I mean? a, a magnet. A magnet and a speaker. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it like, you know, there were drug people were running drugs into town. Right. We had Hank and uh, leo and jock and whatever but what 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 got you know bob or not bobby snake who we don't even see anymore what got snake and um yeah bobby involved right it was laura you know right. i mean um and pulled in the rest now they're now they're selling cocaine 
to the kids at the high school, you know? I think she just, well, yeah, you're right. A magnet, a magnet's a great, I like that a lot. I like that, that thought a lot, that she was a magnet for trouble. So but she wanted it. I mean, she was, she was, she, she was, was looking for it. Well, she, I don't think she was. She was looking for a way to get, like, to get out of it almost until she reached a point, and Dr. Jacoby talked about this. She reached a point where she kind of just gave up and said, yeah. like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't hack that anymore. Like, I, I've been trying, um, but it seems like the more she tries, the greater the power of the magnet and the more kind of yeah. other stuff attract to her. Um, so. Well, so this scene to me was really great. I really liked it just because it was so odd. And I'm curious to see how it will come back. I so don't think dude, we've seen the last. I don't think we've seen the last of the magician kid. And well, the magician kid said something in, in French. Do you know what it said? No. Do you know what it said? I mean, all I know is he said something about solitaire, and that means so, like you know, solo or being alone. Okay. So okay. I'm not exactly. I'd have to look it up. I didn't look it up. I didn't he look says, it up either. J'ai un m solitaire. I don't. I can't speak French. Yeah. No. I that's can't, clear. I can hardly speak that's English. Clear. Right. I know. Are there any R's in there? Do you need to put any R's in there? No. Well, solitaire. Has an R in it. Well, I, you know, it, it, it means something alone. So that's you know that's what I'm yeah. that's what I'm grab that what I, I grabbed that. But the alone, but the, the alone makes total sense. The alone makes total sense. If we think about this episode, it's called coma. You know, people are people are in alone. Uh, there's several people that are in comas that are alone with their thoughts, with their own yeah. heads, and I think we'll see that that actually, um, we see that a little bit more even as this episode goes along. Yeah. And so like speaking of alone and coma, that's like who we hit up next. Um, well, you know, Donna, Donna does, does give a no- yeah, she gives, Donna a, gives note. a note to yeah. like Mr. Smith or whatever. And like we see that he sees him and Mr. Smith doesn't leave the house. Right. Um, but we, we go to Ronette and Ronette is awake from her coma, which is what we knew in the very beginning. And there's this great scene where they're just trying to figure out how to sit down. Oh, my God. That's so great. It's so wonderful. Ha- and, they have to adjust the seats. They're not yeah. sure how to adjust the seats. They have to read how to do it. And it's like, again, it's like this thing of like, uh, you know, it's an, it's an interaction that you would have like as a, like people just don't come in and sit on these weird seats, right? Like yeah. you have to know how to work the seats, right? Yeah. But the thing is like Ronette's here, like their important business, like there's an urgent important business <laughs> yeah. that they need from her. Yeah. She just like woke up from a coma and now they're trying to figure out how to do these seats. And they said they got to read the instruct. You got to read yeah. the instructions, how to do the seats. You got to pull up and then push down. And it's like the yeah. whole thing. Um, but it was it's really, again, like there's a miscommunication. They're like something needs to happen and it can't happen until you slow down a little bit, like read the instructions. Yeah. And I find that like, you know, I think that's going to be a theme throughout. But um, a really nice, a nice little scene. Oh, t- a great touch. A really great yeah. touch. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, Cooper does Cooper and Harry, they get down to police business, start talking to Renette and show her images and pictures of of different people um, connected with the kids. Yeah, Leo, Leo and Bob, essentially. Yeah. I mean, this is when we're nailing down like this is we nail down Bob. You know, Bob is oh, yeah. the guy. She's clearly she clearly well, she clearly recognizes Bob because she goes into I can't tell. I, does she go back into a coma? She, something bad happens to her. 
I mean, she that, really, well, that's a little late. I mean, she does freak out a little bit with the Bob, obviously, because it's Bob. Um, yeah. She's seeing him. Does she recognize this man? Yeah, of course she does. Um, but the she does. What happens is she. A little later, Cooper has a Cooper goes to sleep. She, I mean, she freaks out at this point. Right. 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 Um, that she's in the train car. She says train car, train car, whatever. But yeah, but somebody else visits, starts visiting her later. And that person um, tries to kill her. Wait, what? That ha- did that happen in this episode? I think it might have happened in the next episode, but I'm just trying to like put all these things together, like because we got two episodes to get through. I don't, I don't know how. We're, I gotta be honest. I don't know how we're gonna do it. We're already half an hour in. I and and I, we're 15 minutes into the show, baby. The first episode. That That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get us. The idea is that somebody does visit her later. Yeah. Okay. And and actually, it's Bob because we know because we find a um a a letter under her fingernail. Uh, wow, I missed that. I'm I'm serious. I totally missed that. It was Bob who vi- who would be the person that visited her. I thought she had a letter under her fingernail just because she was going to be. No, but they checked. Yeah. Remember in the very beginning of the series, the beginning of oh, the that's right. la- they checked season one, they checked. She didn't. Yeah. Bob visited her, tried to kill her. There was something in the IV drip bag. That's right. There, It was blue, right? The IV yeah, drip bag was, was blue. Yeah, blue. Something. They, so they're trying to. And so that she was freaking out. So they go, they give, and, and they're like, how? How did Bob appear here? Yeah. Because we have 24-hour guard on her, and he's nowhere to be found. Holy smokes. I t- that, how did I miss that? I, I can't believe I missed that. Or I may have just forgotten it. I mean, maybe you forgot. It is. It is in the second episode. I jumped ahead a little bit, but okay. Again, I, have, I just wanted to f- cover up Ronette's thing. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wow. This is this is good for me to I, look. I'm learning stuff. Oh my god. I don't know how we're gonna do this. Now I'm getting even more <laughs> nervous. <laughs> I just. I. I was just. I. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we can do two at once. I. I. I'm. I, my notes aren't. I'm gonna have to get more. Screens. I'm gonna have to like have two sets of screens. We here. might have to figure out. Okay, we might have to figure out a different <laughs> way of like doing this. Like maybe there's just a summary we can do, and then maybe there's certain highlights that we want to talk about. Maybe that's what we want to start that's, thinking but about. But the problem is, it's like I want to talk about how Andy is not good with tape. Like that is a great scene. Like when he's trying to tape up the one in pictures. Yeah. And he's got tape all over. Like how does he not? You know what? Here's the one thing about Andy that I'm not. I'm not so sure that I like in these these this season is he's becoming even more of a imbecile. And I kind of liked in the very first season, he was just kind of a little, you know, maybe he just wasn't getting it the whole picture. Yeah. But yeah. now he's actually becoming like like not smart. Yeah. I mean it, it, that's something he would say. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. He's just he, not smart. There is a buffoonery that is he's he's clearly the comic relief. You know what I mean? Like he's Yeah, but I thought he could be that without being so such a buffoon. Like I mean, I think I think my problem with Andy right now is that he is just he's just so out there in like buffoonery. Like yes, he can't do the tape. That's like funny and stuff, but like <laughs> it's also like like that's that's a serious problem. Uh, but if but, I if but, I have a police officer who's, you know what I'm saying? Like I liked when he was sensitive, Andy, and yeah. a little bit 
just, you know, needed some time to like put two and two together instead of just like it, I, he doesn't even know where to find two and two. Maybe he needs Lucy. You know what I mean? Like this whole uh, this he's been without Lucy this entire time. Right. And and Lucy, I don't know. If Lucy, you know, I don't think we, we get a sense of like if she's like the, you know, sharpest tack in the box either. But I, she's, you know, she's got things going on and there's this issue with um, with her and Andy. And maybe it's just that they need to be able to work together. And like Andy's just completely lost. That may be it. Like, but no, but bef- I mean, maybe. He, I mean, like Andy goes to a sperm bank and is like, "Oh, I like whales because of sperm whale." Like, I know, it's that's so funny. absurd. I mean, it's so absurd. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the test, like he got an F on the test. Can he, is it a test that he can retake? That happens like in episodes. Like now we're jumping, uh, we're jumping episodes. It's like it's like we're in Twin Peaks. We're just going through time. Time doesn't matter. But like, like yeah, Andy as a character, I think is 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 over the top. I don't seem to have a problem with it. Like, it's not a problem for me because he's not necessarily driving the main storyline. He's well, we don't know. A, he could. I mean, he could I be. Mean, who knows? Yeah, at the I, end yeah of this. you're right. But I, I agree with you. He's not. But but I, 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 I for me, I would like to see a less buffoonery. I mean, I don't know. Like we're talking about we're, we in this episode, we've got uh, sex trafficking going on right. happening we've got uh we've got somebody who is being held against their will uh, while being sex trafficked and being given heroin to in order to uh sedate her right, right. blackmailing her kidnapping uh, kidnapping blackmailing we've still got a, an fbi agent who has been sh- murdered or not murdered but shot um we've got uh you know trying to find out laura uh, Palmer's death still don't know we've got a couple people that are dead because of it uh trying to arrest the person who got who shot I mean, there's so it's there's a lot of heavy things that are occurring here right and to have every once in a while just to have total like lighthearted uh you know slapstick comedy I don't I don't mind it quite frankly I don't know I just don't want to be laughing at Andy I want to be laughing with Andy or you know or like that's he's in on the joke that's a solid point that's a and solid he's point he's, he's not, not in, in on, on the, the jokes. jokes you're right he is not in on the jokes yeah uh, but you know what to there be is fa- no joking I mean there is to no be joking fair, I was gonna say to be fair no one except Albert is is making fun of him that's true they are are they are very kind to him but are they pander like is that like I don't know. I just for me, I don't I also don't give the pa- the pandering either because it's not like like oh let's give Andy a special job to make sure that or here here Andy here's something he you can do. They treat him like a officer of the law. Yeah, and he was a hero. To be fair, he was a hero. He Yeah. He so, he saved Harry's life. Yes, I guess. That is true. I, I mean, I, I just, I, but I see where you, I see where you're going with it. It doesn't bother me. It bothers you. That's fair. That's totally fair. I, I'm, and I'm just, I'm just, that's what I'm looking at. I mean, like for somebody like the log lady, which we see next, right? Right. I have no problem with the log lady. Yeah, I don't have log, a problem. I have no problem with her, the log lady, and that's like a character. And I wouldn't say for comic relief, although she did spit her gum out, and then Don, uh, not Donna, um, Nadine. Uh, no, not uh, Nadine. Um, the same, um, it's similar to Nadine. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, Norma, Norma comes over. Yeah. Norma comes over and is like, listen, don't if I see you spitting your gum out, we're going to have a problem again. Right. I mean, that's yeah. like a good thing. And then she's it's got a special the type of dar. It's like tar gum or something like that. Oh, I don't know if I've, mm-hmm. I've missed the type of gum. Maybe it was. But anyway, but, she has a message. And this is what I think is important because I talked about this last time, which I thought was interesting. But the so the major we knew the major was yeah. a major in the Air Force. Yeah, yeah. We didn't quite know what he was doing, and we still don't. Yeah. He does secret stuff, but he does classified. It classified stuff. He can't talk about it. And to be fair, he's he's not he doesn't like the idea that he can't talk about it because you know yes. secrets. And I like that the, the idea of like secrets lead to corruption, which is the theme. Like it's the whole that's theme. The that whole we're theme. Talking that's about. the whole thing. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Secrets are bad. It's bad to have secrets. Right. And so he's 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 just clarifying that. I have secrets. I know that that leads to corruption, but like that's just I'm also work for the government and I take that responsibility like seriously. Yeah, what I like, what I really appreciate is and this is because I also work for the, the government, but right. I appreciate that all the these government people like take their responsibilities seriously. Yeah. Like like, you know, Cooper. Hey, he's like he's the, with the federal government. This is serious business now. Right. The major. You know, he's he's got a government job. He's doing secrets and there's classified stuff. He takes it seriously. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, But he is able to uh, give us some information about what he does. He works just deep space satellites. Yeah, I, I think yeah. is what he, yeah. he and and he had a communication. Normally communications are just random like gibberish. This was something specific. And and it talked about the owls like the owls are not what they seem. Right, right, right. And so, so uh, yeah, okay. So yeah, you are definitely like uh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I've, I've my notes are all your notes are much better. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit because listen, this is what I'm saying. I'm jumping because I'm trying to keep character. Here's what happens in Twin Peaks. They have things that are going on. I'm trying yeah. to say. I'm trying to say this is the the story of these for this two, character. Yeah, for this in these two episodes. Yeah. So I'm I, and my notes aren't complete like that. But I'm. But all I'm saying is like. I'm trying. I'm just trying to get to the point of like, he says. It, basically, I'm talking about UFOs, aliens, not UFOs, right. Which, aliens specifically. Yeah. He so he so the lo- so the log tells the major, hey, deliver your message, right? He then goes to Cooper and says, here's my message, and he shows Cooper a printout of what he's been reading. Most of it is total gibberish because he he intercepts signals from space, deep space, right. uh, uh, deep specifically space. deep space. And uh, one of them was said, hey, if the owls are not what they seem, what they seem, which is an odd thing to to see from deep space. And the other says Cooper. Like it literally just Three says times. Coop- Yeah. Like Cooper over and over again. So um, so that's why the major feels compelled. And the major is an interesting character because we know that he is somebody who, who treats things seriously. And if the the major's treating this seriously. I think we should treat it seriously. Well, and I think the major treats the log lady seriously. Oh, that interaction between the log lady and, you know, like the first time Cooper interacts with the log lady, he kind of dismisses her a, a little bit, Definitely. right? And the log lady like goes right up and the major's like, yeah, tell me what's going on. And she says, hey, can you hear what he has to say? And the instead of saying like, lady, you're crazy. Like, of course I can't hear what the log is saying. It's a log. The major's like, no, I can't understand. Like, I don't, can't understand what he's saying. So she says, yeah, I'll translate for you. Deliver the message. Deliver your message. You know? 
And he's like, Down. and she's like, do you know what that means? He's like, yeah. Yeah, I, I know, know what, what means. that means. Yeah. Yeah, because he does. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I like, I, I totally like that. And again, we haven't been specific with aliens, but we, we know that just even in, in our real life, yeah, not Twin Peaks, there's a connection between owls and uh, not necessarily alien sightings, UFO sightings. UFO sightings I don't yeah. want to. I also don't want to like lump aliens and UFOs together. But in this case, I think they're saying connection between aliens and and. And what is really interesting is in if we're still going on with the owls theme, since we're doing this in theme wise, when. Uh, when we see the flashback, and now I can't remember who has that flashback, but we see a flashback. I think Cooper has the flashback. Where he's, I think it's in Cooper's. Cooper has a dream. Cooper has a dream, and in that dream, he sees Bob, except Bob's face is the face of an owl. Yes. That's so, correct. I mean, so like we're really on this theme of owls. Like that's a. And, so, and, and what are we that. saying then? If like owls are not to be trusted and owls are seen. With, or not what they seem. Are not what they seem, right? Not, not to be trusted. Owls are not what they seem, right? And then we see the owls and the and Bob is be- basically becoming an owl. Then owl, Bob is not who he seems. And if Bob can get into a place without anybody knowing, yeah, right, yeah, then what is Bob? Well, I think that's I think that's a great point. And to speak with the Bob situation, when we go when we think back with Andy and the tape. The, t- the reason why he gets all screwed up with the tape is that he's putting up wanted pictures of Bob. And so we so that people can see, hey, this is Bob. This is who we're looking for. There's somebody who actually recognizes Bob. And who is that person that recognizes Bob? None other than Leland. Leland. Leland yeah. recognizes him. Now, and Leland so- is making a balls of it with the Iceland people because he goes and tells the Iceland people that the mill burnt down. He's I trying to he's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to be like get yeah. back in and yeah. I mean, the Horn brothers work it out, I believe. Yeah, but I don't know why. I was confused why the Icelanders would care if the the place burnt down because they're just going to use that property anyway. I don't think they're excited about um, having uh, an arsonist loose in a place where they want to mm, come. Okay. You know That's what I'm fair. saying? Like if, That's fair. So I, I think that was probably it. It's like, no problem. Don't worry about it. The Horn, yeah. Brothers, the Horn Brothers can work through that. I don't think, but I don't have a problem with that. I did find it interesting, like during that conversation, um, I, I think Ben kind of talks to Jerry and is like, hey, can we get rid of this Leland guy? Is there a way we can kill him? Um, yeah. No, he literally says, I want him dead. Yeah. I, but I, did, I couldn't tell if that was, you know, Ben Horn talks a lot. And what... What he says and what he means sometimes, like he he's he's got a big mouth on him, so I don't know. And Jerry's not is Jerry the one to really kill him? Hank would be the person, but in any case, I think Jerry could make it happen. I mean, I think that's how the relationship is with Jerry um, and Ben. But then Jerry says like, "Hey, it's like I'm in a bad dream," you know. Again, again with the dream yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, there's um, always dream. There's uh, somebody's always going to mention a dream. I've just naturally kind of assumed that. So anyway, so. Leland then has this information. Hey, I've seen this guy before. I know who this this guy is. And it turns out that guy, Bob, was a next door to them uh, when as, Bob as when was Leland kid. and when he was a kid. Leland would go to the lake house or his grandparents or some his family's lake house. Next door lived this guy Bob, 
And it, they said, it, I think he said it was the Roberts. Is it the Roberts or the Robertsons? Robertsons. Robertsons. The Robertsons. So Bob Robertson is kind of a weird name. But in any case, that's what he's that's what he's saying. That's where Leland is right now. Right. And at this point, and, and I've already I already figured this out, that the RBT could, e- you know, equal Robert, which is Bob. But that's when that's right. That's when Cooper makes the decision. Oh, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to leave these letters, to spell his name and um, boom. Like they they go after. Let's try to find who these people are in the lake house next to the right. Room. And he puts Hawk on it. Hawk's the best best man. Like if you're gonna find something out, it's gonna be Hawk. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's Hawk a no brainer. Hawk, I I like Hawk. Yeah. Well, like you're, Hawk, well Hawk. who else would you? I guess if you think about it, who else is Harry gonna put on? Like no, you're not I gonna mean, give yeah. it to Andy, right? Yeah, and we don't really see anybody else. I guess of of you know who the other sh- uh, sheriff, right? At least the deputies are. Yeah. I mean, you could do Bookhouse Boys, but this was like sheriff business. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So the uh, the other thing that starts happening is we see Hank a little bit. Hank's coming in, and we yeah. see a relationship between Hank and Hank used to be a Bookhouse Boy, one of the best. That's important. One of the best. Yeah. And I like I like just the sheriff's like office. Like we start at that the heads like you had mentioned last time. We see a lot of these um, stuffed uh, heads, these trophy animal heads around yeah and we start there and um it's a little bit of a smaller i guess trophy head and and hank's like hey nice you know cute cute buck you got there yeah, you know yeah, just yeah. kind of like you know digging him a little bit well it also it says the buck stops here right i mean that you know that it does say the buck stop yeah yeah but i think hank's point was like like isn't this a cute little you know, you couldn't get a bigger one. You know, right, it's a cute right, right. one, like, you know, yeah. trying to get on him a little bit. Um, I also like that. the I don't know if you noticed this, but <laughs> this struck me as like um, he has a football trophy. The sheriff has a football trophy on his desk, like oh, maybe like an old an old high school I football trophy or something. It, it kind of cracked me up when I saw it, but it was like right there. But anyway, there's a connection between Hank um, and I, we don't know what, what went wrong there but something yeah. clearly did yeah and then we also at this point find out that audrey's been missing which we kind of you know knew but right. we find out like it's this is bigger she's she's got herself in some real trouble well so i mean do we want to switch to audrey i mean if we're, t- if we're doing this character wise instead of just like straight up story wise okay like if you want to switch to audrey i think it's i think there's a couple things that strike me as as what's going on in these first two episodes with Audrey. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to the first two because my notes. But at least for, with Audrey right now, first of all, the the, re, the implied relationship that Horn, that, that um, Ben, you know, is kind of tells Cooper about. Like Ben, Ben Horn seems to think... That Cooper and his daughter Audrey have a thing, a special right. relationship. He even says it at one point, a special relationship. But this this is also looks like it's based off of other relationships that Audrey's had with men. It's possible, and and I don't know. I I mean, I tried to think of Cooper as above all this, and not w- would not fall for an underaged girl. I mean, I guess we 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 both. Even though Audrey says she's not, she's eighteen. We both right. do not think that she's actually eighteen. Right. I mean, so like, I, I think that I, I, I try, 
I have a hard time wrapping my brain around that. Like uh, that Cooper ha- does have some sort of um, relationship with her that goes beyond just like an interest in her well-being. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, I mean, even if she is, let's say she is 18 for the sake of argument. Cooper is not like, you know, 25 or like 27, you know, That's true. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. an older man. Yeah. Significantly he, older than her, I would imagine. Yeah. He's probably our age, actually, if you think about it. Yeah. He might actually be younger. I would be actually be. I might actually be interested to see how. In any case, um, right. So 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 Audrey now finds herself. She f- does actually find herself with a little bit of power. She even says at one point, "I'm Audrey. I'm Audrey Horn. I can get what I want." Right. Um. And and that person. But who else thought that she? That's right. So Laura also said. Laura also thought that she would always be able to get her. What so she there's wanted. this these nice things that are happening with like Audrey. And Donna, they're, you know, they started off in saying, like, we're going to figure out about Laura, what happened to Laura. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of went in two different directions. But they are both at this point in this season, at least, becoming what Laura has become. They're, dry, they're, they're following that path in a they're way that the seems path. to be more than just I'm just curious to see. They're on it, man. They're not observing, but they're actually on that path. And um, and exact, I think that's a good point. They, are, they have... They got to a point where instead of observing, they have started taking action within that role that they are taking. And because yeah. of that, they are getting themselves in some hot water. Yeah. And um, and uh, Laura, especially or not Laura, uh, Audrey, especially because, um, you know, uh, I'm flipping through here. So. Uh, you know, at the e- at, uh, at the end of, of episode three or episode two. Audrey is trying to call Cooper, right, and gets cut off. Like he's, she's, she kind of has some sense of power. She's not yet in total trouble. Uh, she tries to to give uh, Cooper her lifeline, one more call, and that doesn't happen. Um, yeah. And so, ep- in episode three is when things really get bad for, um, for for Audrey. Yeah. I mean, essentially, in episode three, Audrey gets captured by um, gets captured by Blackie, yeah. right? Blackie brings in uh, Jacques' brother Jean. Jean. Sure, because you know we don't have enough characters already. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I mean, we don't we don't have enough characters. And not only that, Jean, 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 just Sean. What? It's Sean. No, it's not. It's J E A N. J E A N. Jean? Jean. It's French. Oh, it's know. Jacques I... and Jean. Jean. You, you with pronounce J- it with the J's with a J. A J. A Jean. 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 I always call it Jean. Jean. Do you, let me listen, let me ask you this. Do you look at the subtitles? Is this how you know? Second pass, I look at the subtitles. Okay. Like right, right. now, I'm looking at the subtitles. Okay. And it's Jean. But even before that, I knew it was French. He speaks with a French He's Canadian accent. He's French Canadian. Like right. Sean is a that, Sean is not French Canadian. <laughs> Sean is not a French Canadian name. If you have I a mean, brother Jacques, I don't know if you're an expert in French. First of all, you're not an expert in linguistics. Number one. Number two, French culture. Listen, I know that solitaire means solo, so okay, okay. I don't know what else you want from me. And I also know that it's not Sean. It's Jean. Okay. You do the Jean. So, so Jean, now I've got all my notes are screwed up. Anyway, Jean, big deal. He's no light hitter. Like he's no little 
fish, right? He's one of those big fish that we talked about in the in the last yes. season. Um, and he comes in, and he is not going to take any gruff at all. Um, he's in it to win it, as far as I can tell. And he wants Cooper. He wants Cooper because Cooper killed his brother, both of his brothers, to be fair. I mean, I, I, th- I guess the first brother was the bartender, right? And he, right? Cooper did didn't kill him. Like, who did Cooper kill? Cooper, didn't, uh, there Cooper was, hasn't a, killed anybody. I know, but this guy's blaming Cooper for the, his deaths. Yeah. Okay, if Cooper wasn't yeah. around, you know, and so he wants Cooper and Blackie wants, you know, to get rid of Ben Horn. Right. She <laughs> wants she wants more power in this case. Right. Ben Horn right. essentially has created uh, her. Um, it, it has gotten her addicted to to heroin, essentially. Right. And right. now she is going to do the same thing to his daughter and basically kidnapping and set him up as a, with a ransom. And so the idea is that Ben Horn has to pay the money to give to Blackie. Right. And then um, Cooper is going to deliver that money and and, and um jean, uh, jean no jean 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 is gonna jean is going to <laughs> jean is going to get uh cooper that's the idea yeah and it seems like a a, a plan that can't what, can't what, fail yeah what could go wrong what could absolutely go wrong uh i mean and but we should mention that audrey is now she's in trouble because she is just so, totally sedated well on they're heroin. just keeping her they're just yeah. keeping her shot up yeah. With heroin, essentially, and yeah. and so she can't do much of anything. Um, this is all going around, you know, on around her. Oh my god, I'm looking at my notes. There's no way that we're gonna get. <laughs> quick, here, listen. We'll just do quick things. Shelly's Shelly. It's a quick thing with Shelly. Shelly oh, yeah. and Bobby. They're trying to get um some some mu- insurance money from yeah. Leo. 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 Leo they still love, like, I don't know why they do this, but they love referencing Leo as a vegetable or a cabbage or some sort of thing. Like, I don't know why they use that terminology, but eh. he's a vegetable, right? Essentially. Right. I don't think you we have say to that keep him alive. You have to keep him alive because he gets disability only if he's alive. Which I don't quite understand because what was his job <laughs> that was giving him disability? I don't know. I don't get it either. And how does he get disability on his job? Like, he... What? Maybe it's Social Security. I mean, if I it's Social Security, you can get Social Security uh, if you're disabled. Now, he is really disabled because he's apparently brain dead. You know and what I mean? he got shot. Like, like how, how do you get, like, disability being shot at? For I don't a, know. Be, and being a suspect in a, <laughs> in a murder case. It's like, happening. I don't, <laughs> I don't quite understand, like, how he's getting the money. But anyway, they got it all planned out. Shelly just has to be like, yes. I want to stay with him and he's going to come home to me and I'm not going to like testify yeah, and, against him, which he she clearly could. Yeah. And Cooper actually is kind of upset about it. Um, well, I don't know if Cooper's upset with it, but she's like, eh, somebody got to her, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, this is not I don't think Shelly came up with this. I think somebody got to her and it's just I've seen it before. Like he's like, I've seen this before. You yeah. know, this is not. Um, so anyway, that's like that's happening and to be this is what i noticed about leo this is the only thing i wanted to say about this we zoomed in on leo in a in the mirror while he's laying there and i thought that i saw his eyes open just a little bit i i was trying to look because look there's no way leo's brain dead and is not coming back you know this there's no (laughs) way that he's out of the picture 
right right, <laughs> right? so like uh like we we both know this so uh, yeah uh, that would make total sense i was looking for something like that but i i didn't particularly find it um but yeah but that doesn't mean it didn't it didn't happen um i w- so okay so shelly and bobby's right. th- that's a little tiny thing the scooby, scooby gang, gang scooby okay? gang we've scooby got to talk gang. about the scooby gang because when gang. i was watching this i was thinking about you and just being like oh my god i w- okay. <laughs> i wish that i was sitting here with, with brian right now so the scooby gang the scooby gang records a song and yes. surprise it's bad it's horrible like there's nothing good Listen, about the song to be fair it could be great, but this is what they are thinking. Remember, like every all music is in these characters' heads. I yeah yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This song is certainly could be a, a great song. Great. I, mean, could, I mean, it's it got could, a vibe. <laughs> it's got, got, got a vibe to it. I, I mean, come on, man. This is what I don't understand. Why are they recording this song? It's no, there's no set. No, it's, it's just like, like, hey, this is what we're gonna do on Saturday night. I guess in 1991, you don't go, you know, on like your kid, internet. Yeah, you, it's kids. They've they got to find stuff to do. They've got a guitar. Why not sing a really bad song? Who wrote the song? I mean, that's well, also what I want to know. Like, who wrote I it? Mean, I mean, I don't know. He, I, here's the point of the song. The point of the song is there's starting to become uh, some sort of relationship between, or perceived yeah. at least, relationship between Maddie. And James and yeah. Donna gets a glimpse of this and kind of gets upset. Yeah, to be fa- I mean, uh, it, to be fair. Yeah, she does not like, and it's nice actually. I think besides uh, James, who I do not like one bit, right? I think Maddie and Donna actually do. They're they're uh, the actresses do a good job conveying this type of thing. I actually think Maddie's a pretty good actress. Um, the the, the dual role of uh, Laura right. and um, and then Maddie. And the other thing that I wanted to go with Maddie here in the Scooby Gang is that she is left alone for some reason at a certain point. While I think James goes after Donna, there's something that Donna gets pissed and leaves. And uh, Maddie sees Bob like coming right at her. Yes. Like, Inten- and, intensely. Yeah. Like crawling over a freaking sofa to get yes. like a really weird, creepy way to crawl um, over the sofa. I will say this too. I think it, I'm glad this is. 1990 that like in 1990 effects on tv because quite frankly this with today's technology and all the creepy stuff that they can do i think i would not be able to watch this tv show it'd be too too scary <laughs> too, too for scary. me yeah it'd be too scary for me honestly like it's just t- too much um but mean, yeah that but was then, intense it was intense with bob yeah crawling yeah and then we cut and go right into that dream that we were talking about right with the crazy dream um that happens um and, and by the way you had at the very beginning you had said like when mrs palmer was like looking at the stairs like she kept having this vision of the stairs yeah. with the fan and that in itself was like super scary yeah so guess what we now have a vision like cooper in his dream has a vision or a dream of of mrs Pal- excuse mrs palmer running down the stairs yes those same stairs yeah um yeah, and it's you know, and she's—I guess she's looking for Lara at this time. Like that's the—that was when she was looking for Lara in the very beginning of the thing. So yeah, so we have that vision there, creepy scares, dissolves into like Bob laughing, and all of a sudden the telephone rings again. The telephones—I love how the telephones are being used yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and we—it's Audrey, and then Audrey by gets hung up on. Right. 
Okay, so I'm I'm looking now to see. Um, oh yeah, and then the one the final thing in episode three that I wanted to talk about, James of James again, Ugh, uh, he's just he now has a thing with Maddie. He and Maddie are together, and he has to say again, oh his mom's back. From right. Well, that's what gets. I mean, that's what gets his. Okay, so he's in with. He's all like, sad. On, I know he's, he's sad all because sad. But seriously, but Maddie happens to be there and comforting him. Yeah. Uh, Donna walks in. I mean, but Donna's been doing her own kind of thing. Now she she's had this conversation. Donna is getting in deep now with, with yeah. this Mister Smith guy. Harold. Isn't his Harold's, name Harold? Yeah. Harold Smith. And we kind of learn that Harold is shut in only because he's afraid to go outside. Um, and uh, I just wrote down uh, he is a uh, Batman villain. He's oh, a Batman at villain. one one hundred percent. Just looking at him, he like, all is, you need to do is like look at him, and you're like, oh, dude, that's a Batman villain. Yeah, he 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 does these orchid flower things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, he's alone. He has people over, and he writes down their their thoughts. I think, or their stories. People, people tell him things. People tell him things that he writes down. Um, but we do learn in this one. This one is called "Behind Man Behind the Glass." Yes. <clears throat> um, but we do see in this one that um, she sees something, like Donna sees something in the very first meeting with him. That something seems to be stuck in a thing, and she tries to grab it. And of course, like you know, she can't get it. Right, right. Um, but eventually, we learn. You know, he, he Harold comes out and says, "Like, listen, can you put this this on her grave, like on Laura's grave? Like, I, I right. liked Laura; she was kind to me. And can you um, put this on her grave?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure, I can do that." Um, so. She does that at the very end, which I kind of like. There's this scene where um, she's at her grave. This is like near the end. Donna's yeah. at the grave. And um, she's just like saying like, hey, this is from Harold, right? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, kind of gets upset and mad. And, and Real she's mad, like, yeah. you're dead, but your problems are still here. And like, that's all we've ever tried to do is solve yeah. your problems. And, um, you know, she's, she's got problems. She's, she's starting to be like, now I need, I got, I need somebody to help me. And right. And you're not around. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love the fact that she says like, we didn't bury you deep enough. Right. I mean, because of problems. And if you notice, there were owls all around Laura's grave. Really? Yeah. There were owls by her grave. Um, there was, there was a shot of an owl, um, uh, just before we get to Laura's grave. Oh, right. There's like this weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we transition yeah. from like Dr. Jacoby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, By the way, Dr. Jacoby is married. What? Yeah, <laughs> like, and, lives, what? and lives part time in Hawaii, which what? I guess like, I kind of figured out. But I didn't think he would live part time in Hawaii. Like that's mind, where his like primary residence is, I think. Yeah. I, like mind blown. My mind is like blown when that happens, man. This is what I think about. This is what I think is interesting about Dr. Jacoby. Dr. Jacoby goes into hypnosis and I love Harry almost gets into like hypnosis himself. Yeah. By his yeah, yeah. Rock. Puts himself into hypnosis. Of course, he knows how to do this all the time. It's like some right. kind of And Cooper thing. seems to know how to do it, too. Yeah. yeah I mean, Cooper. Yeah. So he goes into hypnosis um, and to try to think back on who he actually saw. This is what I think is interesting. 
he says that he smelled remember last time he said he smelled engine oil yeah he mm-hmm. said that he smelled engine oil at the park when right he was at the park that's when his heart attack happened yeah he smelled engine oil at the park and if he smelled it at the the hospital then can we make the assumption that the person at the park who attacked him was the same person that went into the room in the hospital, which we know was Leland? Uh, y- yes, I guess. Maybe we can. But I-, I kind of just got the impression that, like, it was like, hey, I smell engine oil. That was, like, the end of his memories. And so then we find out, oh, actually, his, the end of his mem- memories was the engine oil. That's what he smelled in the park. Through hypnosis, he was able to go further from that last memory into, you know, what actually happened at the hospital. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to put it out there as I'm not discounting. You probably know because you saw a firewalk with me or whatever, but I'm not discounting the fact that it could have been Leland, which I said in the very beginning, it could have been Leland at that park. I do not know. Yeah, but I think it could have been. It seems like even like even now, there's so much going on. It's like who cares? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, part of it is like (laughs) part of it is like, will they even mention it again? Like, I I don't know if it'll come back. Like, like, I I know that I always say like, yes, of course, you set something up, and of course it'll have a payoff somewhere else. But at this point, with 23 episodes, maybe it just gets lost somewhere, and they're like, well. Maybe it just doesn't come. Back. We get we <laughs> right. got something else that was int- more right. interesting or something. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't know how much more of Doctor Jacoby we'll see. I mean, I like Doctor Jacoby. I like his character. Back. Yeah. Well, I don't think we find out now, but I think he definitely is. I oh, would you love might be to ahead of more. you might be ahead of me because I didn't know he went back. He went back to, to Hawaii, Hawaii. I think Hawaii, yeah. as he Hawaii. said. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, his wife. He, like, that's where he lives. He's recuperating. All right. Well, in any case, the important aspect here is we know who killed uh, Jacques, and that is Leland. Right. Well, I mean, we knew that before, but the character. I know we know did, that. but now now Harry and Cooper know it. Yes, and so yeah, they know who he is, and they bring him in at the very end scene. Like he's trying to comfort, like you know, like Maddie's here, and um, Donna sees the two, like we said, the Scooby Gang. Yeah. They, they, he sees the two embracing, and a little bit of a kiss, and. Um, you know, again, we see streetlights throughout here turning. Yeah, the like stop the streetlights are yeah. Stop, uh, yeah. important. Um, yeah. and, and Matt even says, I fa- I, I, she said, uh, this line was really good. She says, All I did was come to a funeral, and it's like I fell into a dream. Yeah. Like, yeah, isn't exactly. that, uh, like, they, I think we all feel that way. Yeah. Like, all I did was come to see who killed Laura Palmer, and now I'm right. in some now I'm in this dream whole world. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so uh, there's this moment which is great. Like this is how exactly how you want to set it up if you're writing something, if you're doing something, you want to be like, let's give everybody a moment of peace and calm, and mm-hmm. then come in and break it. And this is what happens. Yeah. Um. So and then Donna runs away, and Donna runs back to Harold, um, the yeah. Batman villain. She literally says, "I didn't know where else to go. Like I didn't have anywhere else. To, like really, there's no this person that you literally just met." But you got to remember here, like this is, she's becoming Laura Palmer and Laura Palmer wouldn't have anybody else to go. Maybe Donna, but even she kept a lot of things from Donna, right? I guess, but she had such a good, she had such a good relationship with her parents, it seemed, right? Yeah, but Isn't that- she put on those glasses. That's changed. Yeah, you're right. You're right? right you're that right. changed. Yeah. And so, yeah, now he, now he goes over and, and um, she sees 
that Harold has Laura's diary. Now, we know that Laura's diary is originally, you know, there's a Laura diary with the sheriff. Right. Like, that was, we got a lot of information from that. But now we see that there's another one. A second one. Second diary. Second diary. Right. Secret diary. Secret second diary that this dude has. So... And it really does seem like a lot of people w- wanted to hear what Laura had, e- Laura had to say. You know what I mean? Like, you've got this guy, Harold. I don't know why he has a d- the diary. Who knows? But it seems like Laura is trying to tell, or, tell him or talk to him about the stuff. Dr. Jacoby, again, you know, listening to what Laura has to say. They all are listening, but they don't seem to be helping in any way. You know what I mean? Well, that's what we are. Like voyeurs, we are yeah. all we're voyeurs right now too. Like and, and Laura, I mean she gets a kick. She we know that she gets a kick out of this, like telling That's people true. like her story. Yeah, you know, and how deep she goes and does all these things. She likes. It's almost like she's bragging about it, but that's, um, because she likes the attention that she gets from these other people. I guess. I mean, I'm yeah. not. A, I'm not Doctor Jacoby. I can't like analyze this, but like certainly there's something something there and this person in particular you know there you know drew these stories out from from people or wants to at least so who do you think the man behind the glass is talking about or have we not gotten to it yet because we still have we still have to talk about uh the one-armed man and and nadine even like okay so nadine's nadine's easy nadine um is uh, she also kind of like got out of her coma with some yeah. like w- crazy adrenaline surges. Yeah, man. Right? She's like, we know she's super strong. We know she's, she's super like strong anyway. Yeah. yeah. And so she, they had to really try, try to strap her down. And then he's like, hey, listen, this is, you know, I never knew this, the song lyrics to like On Top of Old Smokey. And now I do. Me neither. And yeah. that's, I that's, mean, just you know, taking that away <laughs> is kind of like. It's kind a of better a song deal. than the Scooby gang is singing. Definitely. No doubt about that. <laughs> And then she wakes up and all of a sudden she is like 18 year old Nadine or whatever right. and wants to try out for the uh, cheerleaders. cheerleaders. Yeah, she cheerleaders. is now thinking that she's uh, in, in high school. Right? Which, by the way, so this is we now we, we fully get into the if you didn't think that this was a soap opera before, like now, you know, it's a soap opera. Right. Yeah, I guess we've I'm got st- amnesia. We've got people in comas. We've got d- double secret identities. Things yeah. happening. Triple like uh, triangles of love triangles. It's a this is a soap opera. Right. So that's Nadine and Ed. And then if we want to talk um, just real briefly about um, Shelly, not Shelly, um, Lucy at this point. Right. Lucy. Listen, Lucy's pregnant. We know that um, we don't think it's. Um, Andy because Andy is, is sterile. Right? He, fl- he flunked his test, man. So there's one other person where it could be, which we find out in this episode, is this menswear sure. like salesman. <laughs> Again, we don't have enough characters, man. We need to get more characters. <laughs> and this guy is hilarious. I mean, this guy is hilarious. He's like cheap, you yeah. know, they, you know, and um, I don't know his full story. Maybe we never will, or maybe we'll know too much, but, um, but he's definitely like uh, t- a little taken by surprise when she's like, because she, he's kind of like, well, I never called you again, and and everybody yeah. was cool with that until now, um, and then she's like, well, 
listen, I'm I'm pregnant. And yeah. he kind of like is stunned by that fact. Yeah. I um, mean, and we can I think we both kind of know even without going into further episodes like th- this guy doesn't have any desire to no. to be with Lucy. Yeah. No. Um and then so this, then the last thing is um the one-armed man is here um trying to sell some boots. Yeah. Um and as he's selling boots, uh he notices because these because Andy has plastered um these wanted ads all over or not it's not an ad, I guess, wanted posters all over the place. Yeah. He sees Bob, the face of Bob, kind of freaks out a little bit, has to go get medicine. Um yeah. now here's my question to you. Did he actually inject the medicine or did no. he not? He did well. He he did I not. I couldn't necessarily tell. Okay. He couldn't because what was one of the things the giant said? Well, without the giant, yeah. chemicals, he points. Right. Right. And so Bob or the one-armed man. Sorry, the one-armed man, who I, I don't remember. Okay, so I'm a little. I will. I will admit that I'm totally confused. In Cooper's dream, last season, right. There were two people, Mike and Bob, and right. Mike was the one-armed man. Now Correct. this, the current one-armed man, his name is not Mike. No, it's something else. The, well, this well, okay, but li- but but listen, like he tells this whole story about how he lost his arm versus how the Mike, Mike right. Cooper's dream lost his arm, and it's totally different. Yeah, right? so so there's it, different things happening, but it appears that Mike, if this guy's name is Mike, the one-armed man takes medicine to either make him forget or. Or change his i, or or help him yeah. kind of like calm down in a sense that without this medication he knows Bob, and now, that he's going to go try to find Bob, right? Yeah. So this medication right. may allow him to be like, no, I'm not actually this Mike character. I'm somebody else. I'm just doing this thing, and without that, now he is the person in Cooper's dream. So uh, you've got this. So the, you, the reason we find out that he didn't take his medicine is that there's a needle on the ground and it's still filled and it's filled with blue liquid. I oh, believe. is it? Oh, see, that's a goodness. See, that's what I didn't see. I did not see. But I will. I'm not for certain. And I don't know if that was just be, to be like, hey, there's something in this needle. So we put blue liquid in it. But again, remember, it's like, oh, there was blue liquid listen you can put any kind of color liquid you want there's certainly a relationship between the blue liquid that makes this guy forget no i'm telling you i'm dude i'm telling you if the liquid is blue it is blue because it's the same liquid that was in the iv well, you'll have to look because I, I, I that's what my I will have to look because, like I said, yeah. I missed it. I'm that's why I wasn't sure if he actually took it or not. That made him crazy. Um, I also well, I, love, I'm just right. I'm right here right now looking at it, and there's like this, the there's one of the urinals that's just like broken. Yeah, and I just yeah. love like the little touches that yeah. go into this set decoration. Anyway, yeah. Have um, you ever been? Have you ever gone into a men's room and there? wasn't a urinal that was broken there's always one that you can't (laughs) use for some reason yeah he drops it i don't i don't see the color liquid often okay well it it may may or may not be um but that's a huge deal now right so we've got we've got the one-armed man on the loose looking for bob we've got um you know the the police are now looking for bob i don't think anybody else is looking for bob though honestly 
No. Because the Scooby Gang doesn't know what the heck's going on well, here's now. Scooby what, well, Gang no, is see, all involved. That's, what's, that's what I think is interesting about the Scooby Gang now. Like, before the Scooby Gang was just, like, chasing down leads that everybody already knew were, yeah. weren't going anywhere. Yeah. Now, they're totally new. Th- like, the Scooby Gang actually now is in a place where nobody else is. And they are going to get lost and... And Cooper doesn't even know about these kind of things, right? Well, so, Cooper tells James at one point. Cooper tells James, "Hey, to, to knock it off, stop yeah. it, yeah, stop it. Like you're right. just messing things up." And to be fair, like James is totally out of the loop too, because James, yeah. James is too busy into his like singing career or whatever to like oh, understand <laughs> like what these two girls are doing. Like Maddie right. and and Donna are like, they're doing stuff. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I, James, he. James is like he has got a motorcycle. He's got his, uh, he's got a guitar. He's just he's angsty like, man. He's got he's the angsty guy. He's an emo guy. He's a total emo guy. But with a guitar, well, I mean the guitar fits the emo. But like the motorcycle, I don't get. And he's a bookhouse boy. That offends me personally that he's a bookhouse boy. <laughs> I agree. I I agree with that. But I mean, um, uh, listen, you know he takes things seriously. He's <sighs> a serious kind of guy. Everything's Ugh. serious to him. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Everything you know? is serious with him. Yeah. Uh, but but to be fair, like that's that's who you are when you're you know seventeen or whatever. I guess I, he's just the worst character. He is number one worst character in my in my mind. All right, I, I'm 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 always looking forward to seeing what James comes up with. To be honest, <laughs> oh, he's just because it's yeah, yeah. I'm always wondering too. Because I can then fast forward for a bit, or at least not have to pay attention. All right. All right, that's the shotcast for this week. I'm Brady. I'm Brian. Hold fast. <laughs>